Hello, friends and colleagues. David Byrne here in Austin, Texas. We've got Dan Goldgeier in Seattle, Washington. Dan, is it sunny? It's very sunny. Summertime in Seattle can't be beat, so it is sunny and 75 today. Sunny and 75. Uh, so you're going to get everyone to move there with that type <laughs> of report. Um, so you should probably tell them when it starts to rain. Yeah, it'll probably start raining next week for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, I mean, you know, I uh, got to keep some of the Californians off your trail. Yeah. Right. Um, so welcome, friends. We are here to talk about some interesting issues in our industry today, including diversity and inclusion. Uh, I was interested, Dan, to, to see Hill Holiday come out with um, basically an open letter from the chairman and CEO, Karen Kaplan, and on their website. And you can find that, anybody who wants to read through it, at hhcc.com slash commitment, where they talk about uh, where they're at with diversity and what they need to do to move forward and what their commitment level is. But, you know, bottom line, um, they don't have very many black people <laughs> on board uh, or brown people, but they only have 4% of their employee population that identifies as black. And they wanna change that, of course, and they wanna get it to 13% among their officers, VP and above by 2023. So um, that sounds terrific. It, it, is this a real commitment or is this a, a PR stunt? Well, time will tell, you know, after the uh, killing of George Floyd, we saw a lot of protests and support for Black Lives Matter. Uh, and one of the offshoots of that is that the ad industry um, was forced to start talking and start being held accountable from organizations like 600 and Rising, which was started in the wake of all this, to finally, you know, put up and put up or shut up. And, you know, this has been a decades long fight and it certainly has been something that has sort of waxed and waned in terms of how newsworthy it is, but it's on the forefront right now. I think for an organization like Hill Holiday, you've got a couple of issues. Number one, right now, the ad industry is in a tough spot. Tens of thousands of people have lost their jobs this year. So, I don't know how many open jobs they have right now. I don't know what they're looking to fill, what their next couple of years look like, but they need to make, if they're going to fulfill their pledge, they need to make a deliberate decision to hire um, black talent at every level of the organization. And not only that, promote them, uh, mentor them if they need mentoring, support them and put them in front of clients. So, it, it, it seems like they're, they're, they want to make uh, this impact at the top level, but, you know, there, there aren't a lot of black people in the pipeline. Well, you know, that's something that our friend Derek Walker has talked about for years and years and years is that uh, there's a certain ceiling that, that black talent gets to um, where they're stopped advancing. Uh, I, you know, they may have to look to other areas of corporate America where Blacks have succeeded a little more than they have in the uh, the advertising industry in order to fulfill their their goals. 
I think you're right. I don't think there's any choice but to go outside of our own industry because as they fully admit, and, and Hill Holiday is representative of the entire industry, uh, with 4% of their total identifying as black, you're, you don't have a, a large pool of VP candidates. Right. And, you know, the other aspect of this is also Hill Holiday is owned by IPG, which has also set its own goals, which also has its own infrastructure and has its own uh, metrics that they need to meet in terms of both profitability and diversity. So who knows how much uh, leeway they're going to have to hire the kind of people they want to hire. Yes. Um, the interesting thing in this entire uh, diversity discussion for me is really getting to a new type of person that needs to be hired and will be hired. So it's getting out of the old stamp. This is what an advertising person looks like. This is what their book looks like. This is what they, what their resume looks like. It's, it's hard reset time and time to change all that, uh, which should impact all people. Yeah. And, 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 but as I was saying earlier, I, I mean, I think you're exactly right, but again, we have tens of thousands of people out of work. This is not the ideal time to do this, or maybe it is the ideal time to do this just to say, okay, we're just going to build back up from a different uh, paradigm. Could happen. I think everything is shaken down to its core right now. And it is a perfect time to reassemble with a more conscious uh, approach for the future. And this is actually the perfect segue to our next topic, which is sports and the NBA. The NBA is out on strike. It's a response to Kenosha, Wisconsin, and another murder of another black man. Um, I guess he's still alive, I'm sorry. Uh, but they shot him in the back. And the protests, and now the NBA, the players are saying, you know, that's enough, including King James, who just came out and said, yeah, we're, we're done with this. Uh, this is uh, an interesting moment in time uh, for the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, and for America. Um, basically, the players are saying, you have nothing without us. And that's exactly correct. Yeah, absolutely. Athletes... Professional athletes have more power in our society as, um, as a function of labor versus management than almost anybody. Um, this, is almost, this is a strike. Is it a boycott? I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to go on. I don't know if they're going to try to pick up their season later in the week. We're recording this on Thursday where uh, it was only yesterday that they decided that they were not going to play last night. So you know, they are exercising the power that they have, and it sends a major message throughout society. Major League Baseball joined in. If, if the NFL did this, if NFL players did this, this would bring the sports world completely to its knees and get the attention of, of everybody. So it's, it's an amazingly powerful moment, and will it translate into action and results on the part of um, – our society to, to finally make changes that are needed. I, I don't know, but athletes have an enormous amount of power and they're exercising it. And I don't know how the sponsors will react. I don't know how uh, the owners will react. Um, certainly the public has got some mixed feelings about it, of course, because everybody loves sports. They want to see sports, 
but uh, things need again things need to change and this is a huge huge way to make it happen make it happen well you know hats off to Colin Kaepernick who just four years ago right about now took a knee uh, what a radical move gee I, I'm gonna take a knee um, you know finally we're four years down that path he gets removed from the league which is insanity and and now uh there's this more of a solidarity throughout pro sports so this is a very good development in my book um let's move on to uh our next two topics which are not as heavy but this one is also slightly heavy uh, i noted that pizza hut is shutting down 300 restaurants because one of their biggest franchisees, NPC International, filed for bankruptcy and they're like upside down by a billion dollars. So that 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 is less pizza for the pizza lovers. And of course, I'm kind of joking, but retail is under immense duress right now due to the economy and Something like a Pizza Hut is iconic, and 300 are closing kind of overnight. What are your thoughts, Dan? Well, it was interesting to see that article. One of the things that was mentioned is that these 300 locations were largely dine-in Pizza Hut locations. Now, I am old enough to remember a time many, many years ago when you would go to Pizza Hut for dinner, and it was a big occasion, and you would go and you would order your pizza and wait 30 minutes and then they bring it out to you hot and steaming, and maybe there was a salad bar there. It was a big deal. Um, I think this is a function of two things. Number one, it obviously is a COVID-19 effect of people not being able to dine in uh, in the numbers that would ensure profitability, but also just the landscape of how we order pizza and other food is now delivery or it's takeout. Uh, there's just more more pizza places, more ways to get food delivered to you and uh, than ever before. And so I think this is just a little bit of um, business Darwinism happening. It's unfortunate, but there's a shift going on. I mean, when in the heyday of these sit-down pizza huts, there probably weren't as many Papa John's, there probably weren't as many um, Domino's and other, other places just delivering straight to, to, the, to the people. I also have fond memories of Pizza Hut back in the day and playing the jukebox and, and <laughs> the whole deal. Um, so yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I just think uh, whatever your uh, retail or restaurant or hotel or travel uh, industry business is right now, it's a very tough time. So I wanted to point that out. And that obviously affects all media and marketing companies as well. Mm -hmm. um, Last and fourth topic of, to, of today's ad chatter is uh, uh, about a company called Dr. Squatch Soap Company. It's, it's a soap. And I want to play you, uh, I know we can't see this, but we can hear this, just a few seconds of, of what they're up to with their video on YouTube. And then I'll make <laughs> a couple points of the chat. Uh, one sec, here we go. You're a man. Most name brand bars and body washes you rub on your skin are classified by the FDA as synthetic detergent. 
not even real soap. Stop marinating your man meat and unholy ingredients that are harmful to your well-being, body, and sperm count. Your man meat, Dan. Um, <laughs> this, uh, the reason this is on the radar and that it's worth discussing in my book is that this video is a, basically a direct TV spot brought over to YouTube. But the thing that really jumped out at me um, beyond the creative and their use of balls and you know different language like that um it has almost 95 million views on youtube since april 30 2020 that that is a massive reach for what is essentially a direct tv spot where you order uh soap uh but obviously it's entertaining but but wow Fill me in. What, what, what is going on? Yeah, I have no idea how they got to 90 million views. Uh, it's a four or five minute spot that seems to throw in a little bit of everything but the kitchen sink and clearly influenced by the original Dollar Shave Club um, combination of, of fun copy and visual gags. There's a little bit of everything here because, you know, as you played when at the beginning of the spot, it sounds very, very, oh my God, the others are detergent and you don't want to be rubbing detergent all over yourself. But then it goes into slapstick. Then it goes into uh, man and woman on the street interviews and they go to the beach where people are trying it out on their, slathering it on their bodies. They're, they go take a look at the, um, a little bit of the, uh, the manufacturing process a little bit and they kind of have all their workers side by side. Uh, they have a lot of sight gags, a lot of visual gags, a lot of copy gags thrown in, a, in just a, a massive um, direct response spot because this is what they call a D2C product, direct to consumer. And it's entertaining for sure. Uh, I, but, uh, you know, I have, I'm at a loss to explain how 90 million people or uh, how many people have watched this 90 million times. Um, but good for them. Well, it must be spreading on on social, but my thought my thought on it is that if there's a, any category uh, in our business that is ready for uh, disruption, it would be direct to consumer, direct television, direct video, whatever it is that you call it, because you know we've seen the the uh, infomercial uh, a million times, and um, you know, 99 out of 100 of them, like most ads, are, you know, not worth viewing. Uh, this is worth viewing, and that's, you know, uh, however the people got here, uh, it may have been a paid by to help them get here too. Um, it's worth viewing. So that's really the test, isn't it? Is should I spend four uh, plus minutes viewing this in my day? Um, well, if it makes me laugh and I want to share it with my friends, yes. So hats off. Dr. Squatch, I haven't tried your soap, but you got me interested. So uh, it's working. Um, so Dan, thank you so much for chatting with, yeah, fun. with me today on Ad Chatter. Uh, this, is, this is a pilot for what we're considering to be our new podcast. Uh, Dan and I have made some video chatters throughout the summer. We're looking at an audio version and taking that 
all the way to iTunes and Google and everybody else. So thank you for listening and please keep tuning in. We're going to come back with some guests and interview them. And so I look forward to doing that. And Dan, uh, have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon, everyone. Great. Thanks, David. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Bye-bye.